Hello and welcome to the Catholic Duluth Show. The Catholic Duluth Show is a parish community podcast serving the parishes of Holy Family and St. Lawrence in Duluth, Minnesota. Thank you all for joining us today. My name is Daniel Rota, and I will be your host. And with me, as always, I have Father Ryan Moravitz. How are you doing this fine day, Father? I am doing pretty well. Yeah, it's, we've had some beautiful weather. We really need some rain. Yeah. You know, I keep looking at these lawns and going, ugh. But yeah, no, I'm doing I'm doing well. We had a, we had a pretty ordinary staff meeting this morning, and I met with Sister Mary Joseph about some job description stuff, and yeah, doing some final finance council meetings. Had two finance council meetings last night, one more tonight. Um, finalizing some budgets for the this upcoming year, and um, yeah, and just all things, you know, kind of looking towards Father Eli and, you know, trying to get some things in set and in place for him, and so... Yeah, things are going well. I kind of, on some levels, feel like this magazine right here cover <laughs> a little bit. So we've we've got something called the Evangelization uh, Culture, and uh, it's the journal from the Word on Fire Institute. So it's a brand new addition to the library here at St. Lawrence, and so it's issue number four, and it's on the cinema. But there's a picture of this guy on the front that's kind of dramatic. His eyes are, like, wide open. He looks kind of, like, overwhelmed yeah. or... Yeah. Overwhelmed is the emotion that I that, that I see. You see in that? Yeah, 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 me too. He's got his hand running through like his hair. He's, his one hand is like pulling on the back of his hair. He's yeah, he's overwhelmed. Yeah. So I, I on some levels I feel that way, <laughs> and I don't know why, but I just do. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I could see you know planning planning to move, but also preparing for somebody else to come. Yeah. You know, trying to trying to balance that. Yep. You know, because. It's not just like you're, you know, moving out of a house and then someone else is going to move in and you don't have to deal with it anymore. Right. You know, it's like you have to kind of, uh, you, ha- you have to leave it in a good state. Yeah. And there's not like, you know, yeah. I think with some companies, you know, too, it's interesting probably how different organizations kind of change CEOs, if you will. You know, if you look at the pastor's role as kind of the CEO role, you know, there's sometimes a little bit of a transition period. And there's It's just kind of like a... It's just different how we do it, you know. I sometimes yeah. scratch my head, like, I wonder if we could do this in a different kind of a way, you know. But you know, it seems to work out. It works out in the end. It's it can be a you know, rocky start sometimes, but yeah. Anyways, I think it'll go smooth though. We're yeah. doing we're doing what we need to do, and yeah. yeah, you can only do what you can do. That's right. right. That's right. Mr. Great wisdom. <laughs> Great wisdom. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Yeah, I'm doing good. Uh, yeah, beautiful weather and just being able to. It's, it feels like it's summer now. Like it feels kind of normal, which is which is nice. Yeah, it's getting there, right? I mean, you know. Yeah. It's you know, it's kind of nice to have gone to out to restaurants a couple times. That's been a yeah good normal feeling, you know. As normal as restaurants are right now, you know, some some of them are really feeling really normal, you know. Yeah, yeah. There's uh, and the, 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 there's some there's some. Or there was one time that I'm in, like, in my memory that was just, uh, we, like, showed up to this place, and we were eating, and we were, like, the only ones in the restaurant, and then a bunch of people came, and I was like, we are definitely over capacity <laughs> right now. <laughs> I think there's been a few places like that. <laughs> but but it was kind of it was kind of nice, just, like, a little bit, just be like, you know, this, this, this feels nice. Yeah. E- even though it's probably not right, <laughs> but it feels nice just to... Like be kind of like be around people, and um, but at the same time, kind of trying to remember like 
um, even though it kind of feels like, okay, it seems like we're kind of slowly getting out of this, but it's, it's easy just to be like, all right, well, you know, we're done now. Yeah. <laughs> and know? we know we're not. Because there's, there's still, still, it's, it's still, like, yeah, we still it's have still to lingering out there and it's still yeah. present, you know, and still trying to figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. And so, so trying, trying to stay, stay, like stay the course a little bit. Yeah. Have to kind of bring myself back down. Sometimes. Yeah, there's kind of that balancing act of it, right? You know, like yeah, you know, it's uh, it's such weird times, huh? Mamma mia, mamma mia, mamma mia. That's how the Italians would say, mamma mia. Yeah. So, all right. Well, uh, do you want to open us with the prayer? Yeah, let's say a prayer in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Father God, we come before you today uh, out of love and acknowledging your love for us and. Lord, um, however, maybe we're feeling with all these different situations and dynamics um, in the world, in the parish, in the church, in our community, in our maybe in our own lives or homes or families, whatever. Lord, we just lift it up to you in, in thanksgiving and offer it to you, Lord Jesus. Um, Lord, we know that you love us and that you're present with us. And uh, we just acknowledge your, your love and care for us and just that wherever life leads and wherever things go and all the things going on around us that you're going to be with us wherever wherever it leads and so we just we just pray for the faith and perseverance to remain in your heart and to to continue to worship you and to to come to you and to be loved by you and to love you in return lord um holy spirit come and bring your peace of uh, that you bring peace of mind peace of heart um navigate us um in heart and mind through all the things going on uh, in these days um, and in this year. Mother Mary, we turn to you too, who are always present with your Lord Jesus and your Son, Lord Je- our Lord Jesus, and just ask that you intercede and pray for us. We pray all of this through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you, Father. Yeah, you bet. You bet, you bet. Uh, so anything anything going on this week? Um, Pretty normal week, I think. We've got, you know... Yeah. N- We've got funerals happening. Um, weekend masses are normally no weekend masses. This past weekend at Holy Family, we reached our capacity at the 9 a.m. mass, and then we used some of the overflow. So we're going to set some more overflow up at Holy Family. And then the St. Lawrence mass, the 11 o'clock at St. Lawrence, was was close. Um, we were probably about 20 people short of reaching capacity where we weren't going to be able to let anybody yeah. else in. So we're kind of reaching those marks, which is you know really good. There's more people that are more and more comfortable. Um, people continue to come to daily masses if they're not comfortable coming to the, some of the bigger masses. The two Saturday evening masses are um, pretty small right now. This, they've remained pretty small. So Saturday evening, not as many people, especially the 6 o'clock at, the Holy, at Holy Family. That This week, I think there was like 18 people, not counting me, I think, um, and the sisters. So, so yeah, other than that, um, pretty normal week overall. All, I think. Um, but, you know, we're going to talk about ordination. We have uh, ordination to the priesthood on Friday. Um, so we'll talk about that. Other than that, um, yeah, I'm just gradually starting to thinking about packing and going through that process. Uh, a lot of you know that I have, um, and Dan, you know that I've got a bunch of animal mounts from hunting and stuff um, In that I have from some of the adventures I've been on. A lot of you have watched maybe... Good old show and tell on noon updates, and so I've seen some of those. Um, so I'm going to try to bring those down to the Brainerd area and put them into storage sometime this week, so I don't have to deal with 
packing them in the midst of boxes and a little bit of furniture that I have. Because mounts, they just kind of, they, they're just a little awkward in terms of their shape and size. Yeah. And so I'm going to try. They don't fit in boxes. They don't fit in boxes, and you don't just kind of stack them up like boxes stack up, yeah. you know, or, or even furniture. You just can't. What um you can't really arrange them neatly. Random question. What's what's the weirdest mount that you have? Probably the skunk mount. Okay. It's probably the weirdest or the most unique. Like, you know, look at everything else I have. It, people don't like to get it. They look at the skunk and they're like, What what why? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's why. That's <laughs> <laughs> simply for effect. Um my Con- conversation. One of my dad's brothers, um, my uncle, he is um he's single. And in his uh, like mid fifties, so, and he you know lives in the middle of nowhere, rural Minnesota, with just him and his four hundred acres of land and his dogs. So he just hunts all the time. <laughs> he must have some trophies. <laughs> yeah, um, he he's got a lot of really cool ones. Like he's gone on like some safaris and stuff, and he okay. will go all over. But the weirdest one that he has is uh, he got the um, rear end of a deer mounted. And so there's like on one side of the wall is the front end, and the other side of the wall is the ba- is the back so end. Going so to it, the other room. So it looks like it's kind of like, you know, turning around or something like that. But uh, that's yeah, uh, <laughs> <laughs> that one's kind of funny. <laughs> just walk in, there's just this, you know, rear end of a deer <laughs> staring at you. <laughs> like what? What's that doing there? <laughs> that's pretty good. <laughs> it's Cla- like the it's classic like, bachelor, huh? Yeah, yeah. Have you ever, do you remember the movie Harry and the Hendersons? No. You're too old. You're too young. It, it's this movie of like where this family takes in this Bigfoot. Okay. And this Bigfoot lives with them. Well, this Bigfoot sees this deer mount on the wall and he's looking around the corner trying to figure out, well, where's where's the rest of them? Like, it's just a funny scene that I remember as you say that. Yeah. Some people listening will be, I remember Harry and the Hendersons. <laughs> but you've never seen that. That was when I was a kid. Long time ago. Yeah, I? yeah. When the dinosaurs roamed the <laughs> earth. <laughs> Not that old. Come on. <laughs> um, well, we are going to talk about. Um, it is ordination season. It's ordination season, and uh, and it was a anu- we got a big announcement last week too. So. Yeah, yeah. We are going to be getting a bishop, which is uh, pretty exciting. Yeah. So it's 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 exciting because you know a lot of times you know. Dices have waited a year or more to get a bishop, and so we got one announced here within seven, seven months, six and a half months. Yeah. Um. Within six months. Yeah, yeah, because um, more or less, Bishop Serba died December first. December first. So. And then, yeah, I mean, middle of June, six yeah, six and a half, yeah. So yeah, so um, exciting news! It was announced Friday, as many of you know. Um. Bishop-elect Michael Malloy from the Diocese of Rapid City. Yeah. Um, which is where Father Peter Mewich is going as their new bishop. Yeah. So people are kind of like, well, is that like a swap thing? And I said, no, I, I don't, that's not like how it works or how they would typically do it. I mean, it's, I don't think there's any intentionality necessarily of yeah. a swap. It's just what probably happened. And um, two good fits maybe for two good, di- you know, for two different dioceses. And so, so yeah, he's going to be... Um, Hopefully moving here, I, th- I would imagine here by the end of the summer, he'll move here. He'll probably help Father Peter in his transition out there and then, you know, move here and get start to get settled in before he's ordained on October 1st. Um, so I haven't had a chance to meet him yet. Um, 
but I, w I know I will, um, especially as vocation director and stuff. So yeah, um, it would be good to be able to visit with him and get to know him. And yeah, it's exciting to be able to have a bishop. Yeah. I kept joking when we went into COVID, we're going to get a bishop, you know, in the summertime now because everybody in Rome is just sitting in their offices doing office work or sitting yeah. in their apartments in Rome, not being able to go to the office, but still having to do office work. So there's no distractions. Get your, get the, get the office work done. And it looks like they did. Yeah. So, um, I have a little, some, some stats or some, some, maybe not stats, that's a weird way to put it. <laughs> Maybe some where, facts, where some you, information. Did, there we go. Some information say, you, you on um, stats. Bishop elect. This Malloy. is how many baptisms he's <laughs> yeah. done. This is how many yeah. communions he's given out. Yeah, he he, <laughs> he has a world record of baptisms done in <laughs> the state state of South Dakota. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Most funerals done in one week time. <laughs> um, but he was um he so he was originally ordained for the diocese of Sioux Falls in 1979. But it seemed like he was he was right on like the line between Sioux Falls and Rapid City or something like that, and so he he um he served for both dioceses, even though he was um like officially a priest for the Sioux Falls Di Sioux Falls diocese, and then in 1986 he made the um the switch. I guess he got he got traded. <laughs> he got traded, huh? He, he he got traded for for a for a draft pick or something like that. <laughs> Uh, to to uh, so but but he moved to Rapid City in 1986 and then he kind of was there full time, um, up until up until I guess a couple in a couple months when he'll come here. Yeah. So he, and he's been a pastor of a few different places. Um, so mm -hmm. a long time pastor, and then more in the last probably eight to ten years, he's been working full time at their pastoral center, chancery, their diocesan office. Yeah. Yeah. So he started full time um, as the vicar general. In 2017. Okay, so only three years as full-time vicar general. Yeah. Otherwise, he's been a pastor of parishes, um, which is great, you know. Um, it's it's always great to have a bishop who's got experience as a pastor in a parish, especially in a smaller rural diocese like ours. So Yeah. Um, what, what what exactly does a vicar general do? Like, what, Vic, what, what's all their... Um... Vicar general is basically the number two in the diocese, and so he stands in for the bishop if the bishop is absent or suddenly absent, um, and... He, you know, he's basically the, the number two on the org chart, if you will. Sure. Yeah. Do a lot of vicar generals become bishops eventually, or does it, or does it kind of um, depend on... Because, I, I, I mean, I, I guess it, it, I would it say seems that, like it would be like a good like in-training or yeah, get some experience. Yeah, that's true. To be a vicar general is to get the experience of um, running or coordinating a diocese and dealing with things that bishops have to deal with, so... It, it certainly is a, I think, a step to be able to um, experience some of those things. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, some other roles that he had in the diocese of Rapid City. He was the vocations director, okay, for a time, um, and the director of the office of worship, okay. Um, and then he was on uh, the pr uh, presbyteral presbyteral council presbyteral council, uh, the college of consultors, diocese and finance, and pastoral councils. Uh, and then the the Sioux Spiritual Center Board of Directors. So he had he's had a lot of uh, you yeah. know, experience on different um, different groups and councils and uh, yes, yeah, seems so. Seems, seems like he's you know had a lot of experiences within the diocese. So. Yep. Yeah. So I think he comes to us with a lot of a lot of experience. He seems you know watching the uh, the press conference with him seems like a very humble and good man and holy man. And so that's that's great. It's always good to get that initial sense, you know, and. Um, 
he's you know he's 67 years old. He was born in 1953. Um, so that's a little bit different for us. We've been used to having young bishops. Yeah. Um, who usually have, and really through a lot of the history, at least the last probably four or five, I would have to look back, but they were young bishops who were here eight to ten years and then went on to larger places, you know, in terms of larger, either an archdiocese or a larger diocese somewhere in the country. Um, And so this is kind of unique. It's kind of a a blessing to have a, a bishop, I think, too, that's got, you know, a few more years under the belt, if you will, and experience and maturity and um i don't think he's gonna have to w- probably worry about getting moved anywhere else retirement age for bishops is 75 so it's a requirement that they send in a, a letter of resignation to the holy father when they reach 75 and now the pope can call him and say you know um I, could you stay on for another year another two years how are you doing how are you feeling so they can certainly stay on beyond that um so yeah, that's it, that's another kind of unique dynamic of of this, and it, I think it's a really good one too. I think it's going to be good for um, our priests in particular, um, hopefully, because we're mostly young young men, you yeah, know, yeah. Um, that are priests. Most of our priests are young men, and uh, the median age is somewhere between thirty eight and forty. I think it would be interesting to kind of re- redo those numbers. I, I think I did that about two three years ago, and it was like, yeah, our our median age was like thirty eight back then, and it's probably about that still. Mm-hmm. So it'll be good to, um, yeah, just have a bishop that I can, I think, take care of us and journey with us, especially as us young guys are learning to be pastors and, you know, what it means to be a priest and how to live as a priest and the ups and downs and all of that. So um, it's an exciting time. I, I can't wait to get, get to know him and welcome him to the diocese and his ordination on October 1st. Hopefully, hopefully that can be a bit larger than yeah. just a couple hundred people, you know, but... Yeah, I mean that, that that was something I was thinking about too. I was like, man, hopefully, uh, hopefully, we have a kind of a, a a little bit better grasp of all of like the of COVID and kind of everything that's going on, because then then yeah, then we could kind of uh, not only he could, you know, I guess have a like a a nice kind of proper maybe even just normal like institution, um, but that we could kind of actually like welcome him yeah and like be there with him yeah and for him and stuff like that so that'd be a cool that i mean ho- so ho- hopefully we'll be able to do that but i guess we'll see yep um and uh yeah and if anyone uh hasn't or didn't watch it or doesn't know he he actually came to duluth like the next day like i think it was like announced or like maybe like no, the, same the same day, day. The, 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 he was he probably got in here wednesday or thursday would be my guess yeah, yeah uh, so friday morning it was announced and yeah and then he um he did a uh, just like a little um, media like kind of meet and greet with the media, or like in like a pr- press conference. Press conference, yeah. yeah. And uh, and yeah, it was it was it was it was nice for him to urge it just to kind of hear what he had to say and kind of yep. get a feel for him a little bit. And yeah, it's only about probably fifteen minutes, yeah. eighteen minutes. You can find it on online. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I would uh, recommend looking that up. Um, and uh, but but yeah, other than uh, other than. Um, bishop elect we have uh an ordination coming up this friday yeah so we have an ordination of a priest matt miller deacon matt miller some people maybe have had a chance to meet matt um he he went to scholastica originally as a college student got involved with newman a bit over at umd newman center um and then ended up entering seminary for us uh so yeah, it's a, it's an exciting time for Matt, and 
great to be able to be ordaining a priest again. We haven't ordained a priest, I think, in two years. So the last two years we haven't. So it's like kind of three full years of not having ordained a priest. Yeah. And so, but now we're kind of back on a track of we'll have multiple ordinations here over the next four to five years, most likely according to where guys are at in their formation, um, which is good to kind of uh, replenish the stock of associate pastors and let some of the current associate pastors become pastors. Yeah. Like Paul Stromer, Father Paul Stromer will become a pastor this year. So excited for Matt. Um, his ordination is at five o'clock on Friday at the cathedral. Um, it's not open to the public um, because of COVID stuff and feel bad for Matt too, because you know, it's kind of similar to what, you know, think of funerals and weddings and different things where it's just not going to be what it normally would and what you probably, you know, had in your head. So just been praying for Matt that he can still, like, just really enjoy the day and recognize the importance of just being ordained and still be able to celebrate it and have lots of family yeah. there, but not as maybe many, as many friends and sort of supporters, if you will. Um, usually the cathedral would be pretty full for, for an ordination. and um, Yeah, so... So yeah, that's gonna be Friday, uh, five o'clock. We're really excited about it. Yeah, it's um, it's funny because uh, when I was at UMD, I think Matt is a year younger than me. So oh really? My my sophomore year of college, he was a freshman at Classica. So I like, I mean, I, di- I didn't know him super well at that time. Kind of gotten to know him a little bit more as the years have gone along. But um, but just remembering like seeing him or kind of seeing him around as like a freshman now, you know, gonna be calling him father. It's just, it's weird. Yeah. Like, it's one of the first people that I know. Um, then actually, on Saturday, one of my best friends gets ordained a priest um, for the lacrosse diocese. Cool. So, um, so yeah, that's, it's going to be weird. These are, like, the first couple people that I know. And, like, one of my best friends is going to have to call father. I'm just like, that's weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think, it, yeah. Yeah, it's it, for me. This is um, Matt's a guy that you know I helped enter seminary and like got to know him as a freshman mm-hmm. in college too. And like he was one of those first groups of guys that I, I really like have walked all the way through the process with. And so, um, yeah, it's gonna be uh, fun to see him ordained. He's, I mean, if you don't know Matt, Matt's like a high energy uh, guy who's very much so. Yes, who is just kind of like. All over the place, you know. If you think I'm like chasing squirrels, like he's almost even more like he's just all over the place. Um, and just really good energy, very joyful, very happy, very kind guy. Um, who, uh, who, yeah, uh, I, I once said, I said, Matt, I had to write a paper for a master's I was doing, and it, it was about um, curiosity and who's the, who's the per, or to interview somebody who you think is somebody who's got a lot of curiosity. Um, and Matt Miller was the one who I called. I called him up and said, can I interview for this this project I have to do for this master's program? I said, because you're the most curious person I've ever met. Like, in a sense of, like, he's curious about everything. Like, he just wants to learn or understand or, you know, he's just got his mind in so many different directions of wanting to take information in and, and know about stuff. Uh, so he's a lot of fun to kind of talk with and... <laughs> Uh, listen to sometimes because he's just got really a wealth of knowledge. So, yeah, good old Matt Miller gonna be gonna be Father Matt Miller. Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> it's great though. Yeah, no, it's really really great. He'll be at the cathedral with Father Tony, so he'll be here in Duluth. Okay, yeah, I was I was I was curious if his yep. uh, like placement was. I think it's public. I hope it's public. <laughs> well, now it is. No, it, it was on the list. It was on the list that was sent out to everybody. So yeah, 
He knows. <laughs> that, yeah. And that's that's not secret. No. Yeah. Uh, I was I was talking with some people that it's going to be kind of funny that the, the cathedral is going from some uh, like two introverted priests to two ex- extroverted. Not, not, not just extroverted, but very extroverted yeah. priests. Yep, it's definitely going two introverts to two very extroverted guys. Yeah, so, so that, it'll be a, it'll, it's going to be a culture shock for the parishioners at at Holy Rosary. <laughs> so I think that's funny. Um, yeah, just talking with some people about that. Um, um, what what is um is there there's anything special about an ordination mass? Obviously, there's an ordination, but but is is there anything like kind of extra special about that those masses are or things that are done that you normally don't do on like a Sunday mass. Um, it's it's a normal mass outside of like the ordination rites. So there's various okay. things that go into that. You know, one of the neat things is just seeing all the priests, and there's usually a lot of priests at an ordination mass. Um, but a couple of of distinct things um, that you would see at an ordination mass, for instance, um, uh, one is the sign of peace that the, all the priests give to the the ordained so there's we all go through and basically offer them the sign of peace um i don't know if we'll be doing that during covid which will be a bummer we didn't do it for the diaconate ordination and i don't know that we're going to do it on friday but normally all the priests would come through and basically hug the guy and say you know congratulations peace be with you um and that's done at a different time than the normal sign of peace and that's always a joyful time because everybody gets a chance to it's after he's already ordained and he's fully vested and he's he's now a priest. And so it's the brotherhood, the fraternity of the priesthood to be able to just welcome him, you know, to holy orders and now that he's a priest. And so that's always a very moving and I think joyful moment for everybody to watch. Um, so that's that's one of the things. Um, there's a lot to that Mass. Um, one of the other things is watching all the priests come up and they lay hands on the individual. So all the priests come up and um, lay hands. The, the ordained is kneeling, and every priest comes through and puts his hands on his head and lays hands on him. Um, you know, we see the apostles in the book of Acts laying hands and handing on that ministry, and that's what that is, is that what we have we too give to you. And so um, that's always a, that was probably one of the mo- that was the most powerful moment I know at my ordination. Um, some of the other things that are unique about ordaining a priest so his hands are anointed with sacred chrism because now his hands as a priest are meant for sacred things, the sacraments. Um, so his hands are anointed with sacred chrism. Um, so at baptism, the top of your head is, especially as a baby, the top of your head is anointed with sacred chrism. At confirmation, your forehead, right? Or ordination to the priesthood, your hands consecrated with sacred chrism ordination to the episcopate so the bishop so you'll see at the bishop's ordination they're gonna they'll pour oil on his head so it's it's a symbol of the fullness of holy orders Um, so sacred chrism is poured on top of the head Um, one of the unique things uh, you know when it comes to um, anointing of the sick when you anoint a, a priest so typically you would if you can get at the palms depending on the person's you know well, being but typically you would anoint the palms of the hands, the forehead, and then you have to anoint the palms of the hands. For a priest, because his hands are already anointed with sacred chrism, according to that sacrament, you anoint the the front, the top side of his hand. And um, when you when you anoint a priest uh, for the anointing of the sick, um, neat little tidbit that maybe a lot yeah. of people don't know about. 
Yeah, I mean, some of the other things, I mean, you know, he's called forward and he, he lays prostrate on the ground as a symbol of laying down his life. And we pray the litany of the saints and um, the patent and the cha chalice are brought forward as well during the offertory. And then they're symbolically handed to him by the bishop. Um, there's a re-promising of some of the, the promises that, you know, at, at diaconate you make promises and you you re-up those promises, if you will, because now as a priest it's a little bit different. Which one isn't redone at priestly ordination? Uh, I've never been to a so ordination point. If I'm right on this, I think I'm right. Um, the one that isn't redone is the celibacy one because that doesn't change. Okay. Um, but the promises to prayer and obedience, for instance are redone because now as a priest your prayer and your obedience are different because it's like a different office it's a different office yeah but the celibacy is you do that at diaconate and that's now permanent and doesn't that doesn't change or have it take on sort of a different way of living that yeah um, but the way that you're obedient is different now as a priest and the way in which you're praying for the church is different now and so those are the little discrepancies of um, if you look at mm. the different ordination rites. Um, so, yeah. It's always a really powerful, powerful moment and a joyful one. It's very much, very much like a wedding day. Yeah. And very much has that sort of, it's even, yeah, it's got that kind of energy, but even a little bit more. It's it's really powerful. If you've never, and obviously can't go this year if you're listening, you're just not able to go this year, but um, in the years ahead, um, look for when the ordination is and go to it. You don't need an invite to, to... The ordinations are usually public and they even have overflow if they need it. Um, but if you get a chance to go to an ordination, especially a priestly ordination, go to it. Go to it, go to it. Everybody that goes is... It's just an amazing liturgy. It's an amazing Mass. It's really neat to see all these things happen with the Sacrament of Holy Orders, so... It's fun to watch a priest at the altar for this first time. Yeah. Like when he gets called up to do like the concelebratory parts. Like it's fun to, I remember it was like, whoa, this feels weird. Yeah. <laughs> you spend your whole life just watching, you know, if you will, you know, I mean, you're obviously participating, but you're, you're in the pew or you're, you know, you're the altar boy or something, but yeah. you're suddenly the one standing at the altar saying those prayers. It's, it's, it's a little overwhelming. <laughs> yeah. L last June, when um, my friend who's getting ordained a priest on Saturday, he got ordained a deacon. And so I went to that one. That was the one ordination I've been to was his diaconate. And um, he went up to go and uh, do the gospel. And um, he he forgot, or he, he he just said, like, a reading from the book of, and then he just happened, he's like, the Lord be with you. <laughs> and so it was just like, kind of like a, just like a little chuckle. Cause it's like, yeah, that was the, he's like, he never, he's never had to do that before. Yeah. Like that was the first time he had, he, he's had to do that. And so, um, yeah, it was, it was, uh, it's, it, it's cool. Especially if you like know these people too, just to see yep. like, um, like it, the, the change in them, but also just that they're the same person, you yeah. know, like it's, it's, it's a weird dynamic cause it's like, no, it's just same old Joe, you know? Yep. But he's different at the same time. Yep. So. Yeah, it's a, it's, it is a, it's a powerful thing, I think, for both people and the priest. Like, when you're first called father, 
Like people start calling you father right after your ordination. Like at the reception, people start calling you oh, Father Ryan, Father Matt. You yeah. Know? And you can see they're like excited to call you that, or and they feel a little awkward. You you feel like really super kind of like awkward and happy, and it's it's like this big transition. I, I, and it must be similar on some levels for you know when people get married, you know suddenly, you know your life is different now because you've stepped into something new, you know um, that very much is life changing. Uh, so yeah, it's it's really really powerful. Here's another thing about the ordination rite, and some people may not know this, and it's a long tradition, but after the hands are anointed with sacred chrism, so usually they put a lot of chrism on your hands, right? They're then wiped off with a cloth, okay? Um, and that cloth, traditionally, would be given to the mother of the priest. So the priest would take that cloth then and he would give it to his mom, yeah? And the, the old standing tradition kind of thing, and I'm not saying like this is like, but it's just sort of the symbolism of it, is that she would, she's given a, a son to the church, you know? she's Her son is a priest, and so... She would be, she would, that would be placed in her casket when she dies. Yeah. And symbolically, and it's probably very much out of the Italian culture, but symbolically, it's it would it would be to say that um, that when she gets to the gates of heaven, she can show that to Saint Peter. And when Saint Peter says, "Well, what have you done for God in His church?" I gave God and the church my son um, as a priest, and so um. You know, so symbolically, moms would be given that after the ordination. Um, oftentimes, too, the f- the dad of the priest would be given um, his first the stole that he wore for it when he heard his first confession. Um, so, my mom has one of the the things for her. You know, the my, she has my brother Brandon's. I can't, the word is slipping my mind what it's called, but where his what his hands were wiped off with. Okay, um, she doesn't have mine. Um, it was lost, <laughs> not by me. I didn't lose it this time, but I went. I went back to get it, and they were like, "Oh no, we don't know where it is." And it, it, I think it just got thrown in with some other stuff. And yeah. <laughs> so, well, I mean, she'll probably still have it in, like you know. Yeah, I wonder if I can make a fake one or something. Maybe Saint Peter won't notice. It'll be there in her heart. <laughs> St. Peter will go, no, no, I know about that one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Show me the evidence <laughs> for the other one. <laughs> probably, probably be like, uh, you get zero credit for those guys. <laughs> uh, well, any uh, any closing thoughts? I think I think that's that's kind of all all that I had talked about ordination stuff ordinations for for Matt and. Um, incoming bishop i know i mean we, we've only gone 35 minutes and so it feels like you know it's like we should be talking it longer. feels like yeah you know the last couple <laughs> last couple of weeks we've talked for like 50 minutes so no i don't i don't think anything else you know we are we're we're looking at you know um trying to provide some opportunities f- for uh people to me to be able to see people and say goodbye and uh i'm not going to the moon so i don't you know it's like, but to just be able to you know, put some closure to the the move. Probably be it's looking like that last weekend um, that I'm here. So the weekend of the 11th and 12th, yeah, um, of July. Um, after some of the masses, we'll kind of let people know. But 
probably after the last Saturday evening mass and then after the 11 a.m. mass. Um, just a kind of a, a chance to be able to greet probably outdoors or in some simple ways with some simple refreshments possibly. And then um, maybe something else on a, a site uh, other than the church site uh, that Sunday evening, kind of like an open house format. Um, we're just working on some finalizing of some of those things and times and, and stuff. So, you know, just let people know that we are looking at that. And um, we're also looking at doing something special for Father Eli um, to welcome him. So, But we'll, we'll fill you in more on that um, as we get some things in place here this, through the rest of the week. So. Other than that, yeah, uh, I'm going to be gone next uh, Monday and then into Tuesday morning. I'll be back Tuesday morning. I have a funeral Tuesday morning, but I'm going to... The Handmaids take a summer vacation every year. It's like the whole community does, kind of. And so they go up to this great place in Finland, Minnesota, up on the North Shore and inland there. Mm -hmm. And so Sunday night, I'm going to go up to say Mass with them, and then I'll do Mass Monday morning, and then they have some other priests and bishops and stuff coming in kind of through the rest of the week. And so I won't be here Monday. I'm going to be up there um, hanging out with the Handmaids in the middle of the woods. Nice. So, so, yeah. You asked if I had anything more, I guess that would be it. All right. Cool. Cool. Well, uh, we hope everyone is having a great week. Yeah, and a great summer. Yeah. Enjoy enjoy the, enjoy the, the, the you know, two, three weeks of summer that we get. So, <laughs> <laughs> And uh, we will talk to you all next week. May God bless you and may Jesus Christ be praised.